welcome to this installment of Relational Peace University. My name is Preston Yoder. I'm a pastor, husband, father, and a person who loves to see people working towards peace. Thank you for joining this podcast where we are looking for inspiration and practical tips to living at peace with others. Here's a scripture I love in Romans 12, 18, where the Apostle Paul writes to Christians, followers of Jesus, if it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. This gives us a first principle of Relational Peace University, the principle of the 50%. The principle of 50% simply means this. In every relationship, there are things that you are responsible for in your attitude, your mindset, your perception, your actions, your words, things that only you have control over. No one else can change but you. That's your 50%. The principle of 50% is that in any relationship, there are things that only you can change. Now, as a pastor, I'd like to ask you a question. How often do you think people come to my office saying, Pastor, my marriage is struggling. What can I do to change it? Does that happen? Yes. Is that the most frequent version of that conversation? No. One pastor I heard explain it this way. He said, you know, I listened to one spouse talking on and on about their spouse being such a bad person. And then finally I stopped them and said, look, you've convinced me. Your spouse sounds like a terrible person. Now, what about you? This is a paradigm shifter because what that pastor is trying to do is take the spouse back to the things that they can control. Because here's the principle of 50%. You can't control what other people are going to do or say. You can't control what other people are going to think about you, what other people will feel towards you. And if you try to, you'll be miserable. That's called codependence or overfunctioning in family systems theory. When you are trying to make someone else feel something that they don't feel, you're overstepping your boundaries. And if you're trying to control something that's out of your control, you're going to lay awake in the middle of the night and toss and turn. That's why the scripture gives us this wisdom. If it's possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. It starts with your mindset, your beliefs, your attitude, your heart. And then it follows with your words and your actions. Jesus taught us that what's in our heart, that is what we're thinking, what we're feeling, is going to come out of our mouths. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So what I want you to get from this principle of 50% is that whenever you find yourself in relational tension, and as we covered in the first episode, unresolved conflicts are bad for your health. If, you, if you're finding yourself straining and, and struggling 
to live with and love someone that you have a conflict with, come back to this principle and think, what can I do to change it? And then run through this checklist in your mind. Is my mindset one of peace? Peace is shalom. It's a state of well-being. And it's the absence of adversarial conflict. Again, you can still have disagreements that need worked out. But it's the absence of wishing ill on someone. When you become angry or bitter, you wish ill on someone. You have ill will towards them. That is a place where your heart and your attitude is not at peace. So what you want to do is do this check. Am I at peace? Do I wish well for everyone involved? Is that the attitude of my heart? And then you want to ask, is my belief that God can help us live in peace? You know, in the last year, there have been such differences of opinion with such strength that at times you might have wondered, can I even live at peace with my family member who sees the world so differently? What does that mean for us to live at peace? Well, here's what it means. It means that you, you have goodwill and blessing towards them. It doesn't mean you need to agree on every detail of what's unfolding in our world. But it means that you have goodwill towards them. It means that your heart and your mindset is uh, believing the best about them. That God could work through them and use them to be a blessing in your life. In spite of your differences of opinion. Now, here's the God. It's easy, it's easy to judge and get angry and get bitter. It's easy to be annoyed and aggravated and fall into all these responses that do not lead to peace. But scripture guides us back from that to say, wait a minute, I'm going to think the best about this person. I am going to think the best about them to cultivate in my heart an attitude of peace. I'm not going to try to fix them. I'm not going to try to control them. Because if I try to control them, I'm forfeiting my peace and I'm overstepping. I'm going to respect them and their opinion. I'm going to respect them and their decisions. I'm going to cultivate in my heart a mindset of peace. I'm going to have an attitude of blessing towards them. I'm going to have a faith in God that he can continue to give well-being to both of us. And I'm going to, as far as it depends on me, live at peace with this person. Now, whenever you encounter someone who's angry, you might find this challenge. Like, what do I practically do? If that's our inspiration from Romans, you can do something. The principle 50% says you can do something. Our practical wisdom comes from Proverbs chapter 15. Our practical wisdom comes from Proverbs chapter 15. You might have someone who's very angry at you. You might have a person who's angrily telling you that you need to do this or that. Or angrily misrepresenting you. This might happen on social media or in person. If it happens on social media, I would encourage you not to reply. This Proverbs applies in a conversation. And here's what it says. Proverbs 15 says, A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. In other words, whenever you are in person with someone, you can de-escalate a situation. You can defuse it. 
by the way you speak. Scientists have studied this, social scientists, and you can literally affect a person's state of being by the way you interact with them. If you come up and yell angrily at someone, they will instinctively want to yell back at you. If, however, you speak calmly and graciously and respectfully to another person, they will follow suit most of the time. It's hard to keep yelling at someone who's quiet and calm. This is a great application of the principle in Romans. You want to live at peace with others, cultivate the habit of speaking calmly and precisely. Cultivate the habit of not trying to control others, not believing the worst about them until you know the worst to be true. And if you're talking to someone who just flat out wants to murder people and they say that, then you can't be naive and say that this person's not a murderer. If you're talking to someone who is deceived about what's happening in our world, you can't necessarily say they're not deceived, but you can engage in a discussion on their data set, the news stories that they believe and why they choose to believe that, your data set, the news sources you believe and why you believe that. And if you're respectful and gracious and seeking to understand, you can have a decent conversation. But the moment you turn into harsh words, when you go into contempt or go into uh, criticism, say, for example, you're living in fear. That's a critical comment. And it's showing contempt as if I'm living in faith and you're living in fear. Or the moment you say on the other side, you have no compassion. That's a critical judgment, a critical spirit. And it's not necessarily true. Just as it's not necessarily true that the person's not living in faith. So let me tell you this. When it comes to the pandemic, there's plenty of people living in faith who trust God, who wear masks to be gracious to others and prevent the spread of a virus. They see it as something that helps. And there are plenty of folks who love other people, who would be self-sacrificial and be the first ones to serve people in so many ways, who do not put on a mask because they either A, don't believe the mask helps, or B, believe that the government's institution of the mask mandate and other pandemic responses is actually worse than the disease itself. Now, you can disagree all day long with that, and you can have all kinds of discussion. But let me tell you, God's word gives us clear guidance and your ability to live in relational peace hinges upon this reality that when you're in those conversations, you can do things to live at peace with others. You have 50% of the equation. When you come out of those conversations and you're reflecting on them, run yourself through the checklist. Have I done everything I could to promote peace in this conversation? Or have I fallen into the trap of being stirred up to anger, giving harsh words, being critical of others? Have I fallen into the trap of instead of promoting peace, actually detracting from it? So peace starts with our attitude. It starts with wishing for the well-being of all and a word of blessing 
for all. And it practically plays out with words that are soft, that are kind. When someone's angrily commenting on something you said on Facebook, you might just want to pass that by because you can't get the effect of de-escalating in a Facebook conversation. Now you can try, and depending how you put the words, it might be helpful. But most often, you need to be in a room to give a Proverbs response. And you need to realize that people will say things on Facebook and share things on Facebook that they wouldn't say to your face. So just take that with a grain of salt and let it go. Now, there's been a lot of hurt in the last year for a lot of people. So I want to leave you with this encouragement. Don't leave 2020 and into 2021 with unsettled feelings in your heart. Don't leave with bitterness. Don't leave with anger. Don't leave with resentments, with contempt. Don't leave believing the worst about the person who disagrees with you. But take a step back. Have you been like the spouse in the pastor's office, just constantly thinking about the other person and you can't believe why they're doing this and that and that and that and that and that? Then just imagine for a moment, I'm talking to you and I'm saying, I get it. They're a terrible person for whatever your reasons. But what about you? Who have you become in this? Have you become a better person when you are interacting with terrible people? Have you been a person who's promoted peace? Because you've got 50% of the equation. 50% of the equation is you. And the choices you make and the words you speak reveal whether or not you have chosen to pursue peace. I believe you're here because you've decided you want to pursue peace. And I know it can lead to all kinds of questions as to how that plays out. But we've got to start with the basics. We can't hold on to bitterness. We can't hold on to anger. We can't hold on to believing the worst about each other. We've got to wish blessing and well-being for each other. We've got to trust God who makes that possible. And we've got to stop trying to control another person's decision or thinking. And instead, look at ours. In another example Jesus gave, he said, don't try to take the splinter out of someone else's eye if you have a log in your own eye. So look at yourself. Look at your 50% of the relationship and take the splinters out, the beams out, and then you'll see clearly and be able to peacefully engage with the person who sees things differently. And maybe, just maybe, if you stay calm and you speak softly, they'll start to realize where they also have a splinter or a log in their eyes and their perspective needs to be changed. Very grateful for all the people I've learned from who've spoken graciously through disagreements in the last year. And I hope God has blessed you with these people as well. Thank you for joining us for this podcast of Relational Peace University. We go from here, remembering the principle 50%. doesn't matter what everyone else is doing in our world. You can make a difference by doing everything you can to live at peace with others. Having a mindset of peace, an attitude of peace, and practically staying calm with your language, with your body language, in a conversation to de-escalate someone who's upset and help them find their peace as well. We'll see you next time.